0: This whole month of January, we've been talking about relationships, right? If you've been here, Uh, we're still talking about relationships. Uh, Y'all get, y'all in for a surprise day or a treat, uh, and and you'll see uh, in about 20 minutes what that is. Uh, Today, we had the privilege to, uh, today's Deacon Sunday or Deacon Ordination Sunday, and uh, we'll get to that in just a little bit, but before we do, I wanted to talk about servant relationships. Because what is a deacon? Servant, right? Pastor, servant, first servant, I guess, some people say. Uh, so what does it mean to serve? Well, uh, definition in the back of my Bible says, <laughs> serve means to meet the needs of or subject one's will to that of another. So what does that mean? That means to subject your will to, to another means to give up, right, to submit, to say, you know better than I do. So in thinking about servant relationships, uh, a passage came to mind that uh, explains how we do this, because this whole year, the gathering is more focused toward relationships. Um, As the gathering, you know, we love to come together and celebrate, and, and we do that well, and and but Monday through Friday, being in relationship with each other is what is going to continue to make every day a celebration, not just Sunday. So Philippians came to mind, Philippians chapter two. And uh, before we read it, uh, you need to know that Paul started a church in Philippians, in Philippi on his second missionary journey, and then he writes a letter to him in prison from Rome, and this is that letter, but uh, they were having some problems in the church that had just been started not too long before because there was a diverse group of people there. In Acts, it even tells you there's there's a jailer there, Uh, there is a merchant who is dressed in purple uh, that is probably has fancier stuff than the jailer and some of the rest of us. Uh, anyway, there's a and that's in Acts chapter 16, 16, there's a diverse group of people there. So they're having problems coming together and being in relationship with each other. And Paul tells you that through humility, you can have unity. I'm going to read it, and then we're going to talk about it, all right? This is Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 9. Uh, Keep in mind what we're doing today, what Bobby's been talking about all month, and uh, what God calls us to do. God calls us to be in relationship with him and with each other because that is what is going to get the job done that he gave us, which is to carry out his word and his message, right? So Paul says, starting with verse 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, but rather he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, he made in human likeness And be found in appearance as man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. What do you have to do to be humble? You got to give up your right to be right. You got to give up yourself. You got to put yourself last. And that's what Christ did, right? That's what. So Paul's having to remind this diverse group of people, y'all want to come together and y'all want to get John fourteen twelve done. John fourteen twelve, Jesus says, "You will do greater things than I did." Which I talked about that last time I was up here. It's hard to wrap your mind around that, because if Jesus is God and and Jesus came and and He's the king of the world so to speak we're going to do greater things than he did well this is how you do it being humble Uh, i think bobby said one time it might have been even this month a couple weeks ago you ain't if somebody wrote a book on humility they ain't humble being humble ain't talking about yourself if you got to tell somebody how humble you are you probably ain't that humble right Putting yourself last, having a race to the back of the bus, so to speak. That translates to your relationships with your co-workers, to your marriage. You want to have a better marriage, you want to be closer together, put yourself last all the time. Try to outdo each other in putting yourselves last and see what happens to your marriage or to your relationships. I started doing that because that same quote got directed toward me and after a while, you know, you can start doing it, you know, probably the first week or two, but after a while, you're like, well, who, who's going to take care of me if I'm constantly putting myself last? <laughs> Jesus is. The only thing you're doing is giving him an opportunity to be in your life more because you're going to have to rely on him more if you're constantly putting yourself last. And that's just, that's all a servant is. You're just putting yourself last. You're putting others in front of you. You're saying, I care more about you than I do myself. And people are going to respond to that, and that's going to bring people together. Paul says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So in looking at, in looking at that, what did Christ Jesus, what did Jesus himself say In Matthew 23, verses 11 through 12, Jesus says, The greatest among you must be a servant. But those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. What does that mean? What does exalted mean? Exalt means to lift high. Simple. It's simple. Almost, My grandpa used to say, every title of every sermon could be called It Ain't Easy, but It's Simple. Exalted means to lift up. Make yourself low and Jesus will lift you high. James, Jesus' half-brother in James chapter 4, verse 10. Humble yourselves before the Lord and He will lift you up. It's amazing if you Look at the word humility or humble all throughout the Bible. How many people agreed with this? How many people had this same conclusion? Even Solomon, the wisest guy that ever lived, talked about it all through Proverbs. What Jesus is, right before Matthew chapter 23, right before Jesus says this, is funny, he had just got done kind of being coarser. I think, you know, correcting the Pharisees because they were worried about how big their prayer boxes were or how long their tassels were or my tassels are longer than yours and those tassels were supposed to remind you to be humble and he's correcting them all, all, all this and then he says that. He says, make yourself low and I'll lift you high. That's how we come together. And that's why this year and even this month We've been directed more toward relationships and people than just coming together and celebrating on Sunday. I love coming together and celebrating. I love telling about how what Jesus is doing with me and, and my walk with Him. Nothing wrong with that. But if you're not connecting with people and you're not putting them, their interests before yours, then does what we do here on Sunday make it real? No. So we can come every single Sunday and celebrate and worship and woo, but if we're not doing anything about it after that, then it just makes it seem not real. So I challenge you to put yourself last. And if you've got people around you to support you and encourage you, and that's why we've been so... Hung up on connecting and, and giving you a, a, as many opportunities as possible to connect with people, and it doesn't have to be—it ju- doesn't have to just be here. It can be at work, at home. Maybe your small group is your family, is your kids, is your wife. Don't try to accomplish the big picture without fixing the little picture. It, it's, it can start with just one person. That's why the title of the message was Last is Greater Than First. Uh, I had a hard time coming up with that title. Uh, I didn't pay attention a lot in school, but one thing I did learn in school is the alligator eats whatever's greater. And that's how I figured out how to put that symbol up there. So if you didn't learn anything today, just remember the alligator eats what's greater. And that's how you figure out what's greater or less than. <laughs> Putting yourself last is greater than being first. What if we, so how do we do that? What does that look like? I think, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of things over the, since the beginning of the year. I wouldn't say, it almost feels like last year hasn't ended yet. It's been a little bit more of the same so far. What if we spent more time? Let me back up. I put James 410 up here in my notes because I have that road on a wall in my garage. Because most mornings I go to my garage and I pray. But I have to remind myself every single day to humble myself and He will exalt you. He will lift you up. I have to remind myself to pray. Bobby, last, just last service, said, raise your hand if you spend enough time in prayer. Thank you. <laughs> Myself included. Uh, God has burdened me to pray more. If we spent more time on our knees and fasting or in praying than we did watching TV or looking at Facebook, or trying to figure out what's going to happen this week. If we spent more time with God, don't you think things would be a little bit different than they are now? In our country, in our churches, in our community. Because Jesus made it simple. Make yourself low, and I'll make you high. Have a race to the back of the bus. Uh, I was listening to a message just maybe Friday, and uh, I think Bobby has even said this. I wonder if he listened to the same message I did. But uh, humility is not thinking of yourself less. Humility is not thinking of yourself at all. And responding to that. Today, we're here to acknowledge somebody responding to that. We're not here to necessarily praise or Lift up, Stephen. We're here to acknowledge that Stephen has made himself low, and in turn God has lifted him up and said, okay. To serve. To be a servant. To meet the needs of others, or to subject one to the will of that of another. Are you doing that? Have you done it? Do you do it? Those are questions for you to ask yourself and ask God I'm excited today that that uh that we get to do that 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 God has raised somebody up and uh I'm excited for what God's going to do, but Stephen's not the only one just because we put a name on him or give him a title doesn't mean he's any Better than you or any specialer, if that's a word, than you. It just means, like I just said, he made himself low and God lifted him high. He can do that with any single person in this room. So my challenge to you, how do we have unity? If everybody put their self last, you would see a difference. We would make a difference. So I challenge you to do that. I'm going to pray. God, thank you for today. Thank you for, uh, for this time we get to spend together. Thank you for, for just reminding me constantly that it's, it's not about me. It's not about anything I want, but it's, it's about you and it's about humbling ourselves and making your name known. Help us to continue to grade our hearts and give us hearts for people and for you and, and to remember that uh, it's all in your hands. Uh, I thank you for, for what we're about to do. And uh, I just pray that we can just remember to, that we can accomplish coming together and, and building relationships when we uh, put ourselves last. And, and I'm excited for what you're going to do. I love you. Amen.
1: Amen. So on Facebook, you got, a, you got a, a thank you for the math reference. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Well, somebody at least you learned something today. There
1: you go. But you, the specialer word, that's an English reference that's not so good. So anyway. All right. So most humble person in the room, raise your hand. Just checking. I mean, you know, he said that. I'm just checking to make sure that we, we heard what was going on, right? Um, and yet, here's the challenge in Acts chapter 6. Uh, how do you like it that the, uh, the lead reporter for the Jerusalem Daily Gazette decides to point out the first big error of the New Testament church, right? Chapters one through five of Acts. Man, the church is growing, and things are happening, and people are getting saved, and there are thousands, and 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 there's a number on that. There are thousands, and I like to refer to it simply because of my upbringing and my history. Uh, First Baptist, First Baptist Church, Jerusalem was big by that time in chapter six, and what happened was uh, conflict arose. There, there, there was a. Uh, uh, there, there, there was some uh, animosity that arose between the Hellenistic uh, widows and the Hebraic widows. And so uh, the, the, the Hellenistic widows are pointing across the uh, aisle at the Hebraic widows and going, <clears throat> they're getting more stuff than us. Uh, we're not getting everything we need in the distribution. So the co- apostles called the whole congregation together. It says it calls all the disciples. Now, who are the disciples? Don't get this confused now. Because a lot of people say the disciples were there's 12 of them. No, there were thousands of followers of Jesus, learners of Jesus. The 12 were the apostles. And so the apostles called all the congregation together and said, pick from yourselves seven men. Okay. Now, what was going on? All right, so they were collecting stuff. There were some people that were struggling, and some people didn't have everything they needed, so they would collect uh, goods and, and, and money and stuff, and they would distribute it so people could have what they needed. That's what the body... They were taking care of each other. Do you all know we're supposed to take care of each other? You know that that that's what God's called us to do to bear one another's burdens to to care for one another to love one another our so relationship 2021 is about the first relationship with God the second relationship with each other okay that's what God's called us to is what he expects of us all right so <clears throat> pick from among yourselves seven all right how'd they do that they, how, how did they know that that there were seven men that all right first of all <clears throat> how do you have a good reputation All right, everybody with the best reputation, raise your hand. See? How do you have a good reputation? By doing what is recognized as being of good repute, right? It's living a life that people can see that person stands out. That person rises above. That person doesn't live in the gutter, okay? I talk to football teams a lot, right? Talk to football teams. And I tell them, I say, you don't have to live in the gutter. You know, if you wallow in the ditch, you're going to come up dirty. Okay? You don't have to be there. Good reputation. Full of the Spirit. Folks, if you're not living your faith by the power of the Spirit, you've missed the source that God provided for you to be who He called you to be. Just telling you. And the thing that gets in the way of the Spirit in you is exactly what Nick was talking about thinking a little much of yourself getting self in the way full of the spirit and then the and lets you connect that and full of wisdom do you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and tell you if you spend a lot of time watching the news you're not getting a lot of wisdom people have criticized me for saying things like that but that's just my opinion you can get mad if you want to but the bible also says you have to forgive me so there so the gathering, the gathering is, is is a fellowship within the body of Christ. Many of you don't know we have we we uh, have uh, designed for the member folks. If you come down here and say I want to be a member of the gathering, you're going to get assigned to somebody. Uh, we call them deacons. Uh, I like to refer to it as small D deacons. Uh, in some churches I've been in, it was capital D deacons, and You know, deacon was like the end of the word Lord, and that's kind of the way they they took that. But here at the gathering, it's about serving, it's about loving, it's about caring for one another. So in Acts chapter 6, when the apostles came together, they said, Choose from among yourselves seven men who are good reputation, full of the Spirit, full of wisdom. So they chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. They also chose Philip and Prochorus and Nicanor and Timon and Permenus and Nicholas, a convert from Antioch. So they chose these seven men. And the congregation was pleased to do it. And so that's what we do here. There are 18 active deacons here and three deacon associates who serve alongside the active deacons. And Nick heads up that ministry. That's why he shared with you sort of the the priority of, of deacon servanthood here. But can I just go ahead? If you're not one of those 18, does that mean you don't have to serve each other? No. God called us to serve one another. Okay? So today we get to ordain... Stephen, come on up here, Stephen. Hey, uh, hey, uh, David, I'm going to grab the, the G3 mic, 3G, whatever it is now. I don't know. All the way up. No, you can stand down there because they got to be able to reach you when they start messing up your hair. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. <laughs> you know, we used to do digging thing where everybody touches head, but he don't have any hair, so. Uh, it's good luck. It's good luck. <laughs> no, that's the belly, oh. not the head. All right, anyway. This is Stephen Bagab, and Stephen came to us a few years ago, and uh, to be honest, I'm not going to tell you Stephen's story. One day, maybe we'll record it and stick it on YouTube, but but God has done an incredible thing in Stephen's life, to be really honest with you. Uh, Is it safe to say Stephen came here during a time of trouble in his life? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Stephen, just in a couple of sentences, just tell them what Jesus did in your life. Here you go. There's a mic. I got my own. Just just well, a little bit. Go ahead. Now, you didn't expect this. That's why I'm... I didn't expect it. Go ahead. It. I'm
0: not good at this public speaking thing. Well, to keep it short, Jesus saved me. Um, I was <clears throat> pretty low in a gutter, like Bobby just said, and I came out pretty dirty and I called out to Jesus and I had He placed people in my life my brother, uh, his family that were willing to take care of me and brought me down here. And long story short, I was washed by blood and cleansed and saved and um, uh, in a lot better of a place now. And I know I'm a young Christian, but I'm doing my best to be a servant, to serve God, and um, with this opportunity, I'd like to take it to serve His people.
1: Thank you. There you go. Now, he called himself a young Christian, but, um, you know, that's a relative thing. Uh, young, he's he's much younger than I am. Uh, young in Christ. You know what? This guy studies. This guy studies the word, and, and he researches, and he looks things up so he has a better understanding. And he has served this last year as a deacon associate alongside the other deacons. Uh, he has those in his life. We walked together for three months or so in a, in what we call the journey conversations. Uh, it was him and guy and, and, um, David and we, I met with them on Monday nights just to talk about what does it mean to follow Jesus? Well, as he served last year and as we were looking, uh, in October, November at selecting active deacons for the next three years, uh, Stephen's name rose like, like, uh, um, Nick was just talking about. So we're excited about that. So today is, you know, ordination carries a mystique that I try to dispel a little bit. There's no secret to this. There's no mysticism in this. There's no, 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 some sort of, you know, God is at work in Stephen's life and Stephen Wants to be at work within the body of Christ and has a willingness to do that, and wants to surrender and sacrifice self um, to help others, and so that's why he's here. Uh, that's why God, God, <laughs> he did reached into the gutter and yanked you right out of there. So uh, we're excited about that, and so we're going to ordain now. When I say we ordain, what I mean is is we agree with God's ordination. God's already ordained, and so we agree. We agree with what God's doing in Stephen's life. Uh, Are you perfect? No. Okay, gotcha. Is God still at work? Yes. Okay. Guess what? Me too. So what I want to do is call any of you in the congregation that have been ordained as a deacon or or the ministry. I want you to come on down here and get a hand on on Stephen here. Nick, I'm going to get you up here on the other side of him, up top up here, because you're going to lead out in prayer and I'm going to close. So everybody get a hand on him. And if you can't reach him, Then get a hand on each other. That'll be fine. But we're going to get a hand on him. and Give Nick a a microphone. Okay. He had one. He took it off. Okay. yeah. There you go. All right. Everybody reach in here. I'm going to get out of the way so y'all can get closer. All righty. Now, as we pray, we're all praying together. We're asking you to pray also. Okay? Because this is not so much about us imparting to him some special anything. This is just that we agree together to work together to serve the body of Christ and I want you to agree with us as we pray for Stephen that God continues the work in Stephen's life and that Stephen submits and surrenders to God's leadership in that. So, all the deacons, all right. Nick's going to lead us in prayer and then I'm going to close this, righty. God, thank
0: you for today. Thank you for the call you placed on Stephen. Thank you for uh, his humbleness for uh, for his walk with you. Dear Lord, I just pray that you just guard his heart and his mind. And and um, dear Lord, I pray that every hand that's on him right now will just encourage him and hold him accountable and, and lift him up and, and that we can just be the body you've called us to be. I pray that not only today, but each and every day, dear Lord, we can remember just how important prayer is and, and praying for each other, dear Lord. And I just thank you. For uh, for Stephen and and for what he means to this gathering and for for what he does for this gathering and and that is because of you. Thank you, God, for uh, for what you're doing. Thank you for bringing us together to acknowledge it. And I just pray that not only for those things, but for each and every person in this gathering, dear Lord, that that they would just recognize the call you've put on their life, and the only thing they have to do is is to humble themselves. And uh, you will show them the plan and purpose for their life. I thank you for Stephen. I just pray that you just continue to, to pour into him so he can pour out and, and that us as uh, brothers and sisters in Christ can just continue to encourage him. And not only today, not only on Sundays, but each and every day. We love you,
1: God. God, I do thank you. I praise you for the opportunity that you've given us by calling us into fellowship with you, calling us into relationship with you, and that as we come together as the body, you've actually made us your feet and hands, that we might serve each other. And I want to thank you for, for first of all, this gathering, for the people who make it up, men, women, boys, and girls, that even one is as young as Peyton can realize teaching somebody to ride a bike is to serve them, to help them have fun. So God help us to serve each other in such a way, God, that we help them, and that others don't just see help, but they see love. God, we're we're called to love you, we're called to love each other. God, help us to do that and help us to do that well. So I I, I just God just pray for the gathering, that we would uh, show the gratitude and 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 just thankfulness of of what you're accomplishing. God, help us to lift up the those who serve us in prayer. God, I thank you for Stephen. I pray, God, that you meet with him every morning to show him your direction. God, to show him that good reputation, to show him, God, how he might best serve you. And God, help him to be willing, as, as Nick mentioned, to uh, lay aside self so that he might uh, keep his eyes on you. God, help us to move forward in your kingdom. Help us to move forward in the gospel. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you all. All righty. So you didn't know you are going to get two messages and a hand thing today, right? Uh, I want to finish this just with a little bit of, of some of what I've been sharing since the first of the year. I titled the message I shared at 810 and a bit of what I shared with you a few minutes ago, uh, Relationship 2021, Servant Relationships. And and I started the first of the year with the first relationship is our relationship with God. Second relationships are our relationships with others. Did you realize that Jesus made the comment that they meaning those outside the body of Christ, will know you are my disciples, my followers, my learners, if you have love for one another. See, we're called to love each other. And, and right now in our world, our society, our country, our culture, the adversary is seeking to break relationships apart. Trying to divide uh, in Acts chapter 6, the Hellenistic and the Hebraic, that is an ethnic difference. That was a cultural difference. That if given given oxygen and fuel would have divided the first church. You know? We divided into teams. Alright, all the Hellenists on this side. All the Hebraics on this side. We're going to divide each other. We're going to we're go, all right, we're going to take care of our own. You take care of your own. No, that's not what the body of Christ is called to. And yet I've said this before. Satan has so divided the body of Christ in our culture that it's weakened the power of God. You see? Uh, the three passages that I've focused on this year one is is the john 8 passage the verse where it says if you continue in my word jesus is speaking if you continue in my word then you really are my disciples and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free last week i shared with you from acts 2 where it says and they devoted themselves they continued steadfastly In the apostles' doctrine, the teaching. Now, what was the, I I heard, I remember I shared this last week. One preacher said, oh, they were teaching the Bible. They didn't have the Bible when the apostles were teaching. They were teaching the, the revelation of God from the Old Testament through God's provision, God's people, God's praise, God's prophecy. And then they were teaching what Jesus had taught them. And then they started writing things down. And we have the epistles and the letters and and all of those things that, that are compiled in God's word. This is God's word. It doesn't contain God's word. It is God's word. Okay? You can't pick and choose what to what to believe and not believe. And so they 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 devoted themselves. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine in the fellowship. The fellowship. Not continuing in fellowship where we eat fried chicken, but Devoted to each other in the fellowship. I'm devoted to you. You should be devoted to each other. We should be devoted to one another, okay? They they devoted themselves to to breaking bread. They ate together. Right? They devoted themselves to prayer. Uh, We changed software this year, y'all. You'll be getting text messages and emails from... The gathering at Surf City. And one that goes out on Friday mornings I want to tell you about because there's a group of folks that said, you know what? We need to pray more. That's why I asked that question. All right, raise your hand if you pray enough. Huh? Ah, guess what? And so, so at 10 o'clock on Friday mornings, there's a group of men and women that gather here to pray. Just pray. No agenda. No outline. No, they just come to pray. You want to be a part of that? Show up want to start your own prayer time. Just tell folks, come to my house, we're going to pray. Folks, I dare say we're aware of the adversity (laughs) going on in the world around us. You want to know how to tap into the strength of God? Pray. Pray. Okay? If you don't know Jesus, you don't know that strength. You don't know salvation. You don't know redemption. If you know Jesus then you know you need to pray, okay? If you don't know Jesus, we want to give you the opportunity to meet Jesus this morning, okay? We're going to sing one more song. It's going to be your opportunity to respond. Maybe you don't know Jesus and you want us to introduce you. Maybe you know him, but you're not living for him. The Bible says that's just sin. You need to talk to him about that. Maybe you want to be a part of what God's doing here at the gathering. That's also the opportunity for you. Pray with me. God, thank you for today and and for what you're accomplishing. God, I want to thank you for Stephen and and the ministry that you've set before him. And, And God, I want to pray that we as the body will move together in unity. God, that we as the gathering will continue to gather for celebration and worship. But God, that we will connect with one another as the body of Christ. That we will serve one another. That we will serve our community. That we will serve our neighbors. That indeed, in in the biggest sense, we'll serve the world. Because God, you've called us to serve. Matter of fact, Jesus is the one who said, If you want to be the greatest, you've got to be the last and serve all. So God, help us to be servants. Help us to have servants' hearts. Help us to live that reputation that people can turn to us. Because God, we have an assurance that the world doesn't have. God, that we have a relationship with you that the world needs. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.